Goosebumps, number 26, My Hairiest Adventure by R.L. Stein. It keeps growing and growing and growing. He's having a really, really bad hair day. Larry Boyd just found the coolest thing in the trash. It's an old bottle of Instatan. Rub on a dark suntan in minutes. <laughs> That's what the label says. So Larry and his friends do, but nothing much happens. Until Larry notices the hair. Dark, spiky hair growing on his hands and face. Really gross, shiny hair. Hair that keeps growing back even after he shaves it off. Listener beware, you're in for a scare! I'm Matthew Scott Montgomery, and we love Goosebumps. Oh, boy, howdy. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? I don't know. Um, We're talking today about my hairiest adventure. Oh, really? Yes, God. Get excited. This book came out in December 1994. This is a winter's book. It is. It's a winter's bone. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> So I'm making you laugh today. Yeah, I've got that tickle bone. Now, the first thing I want to talk about is, of course, the cover. Yeah, well, first of all, I, can, I want to talk about, before we even talk about that, I was really excited to read this book. Tell me why. Tell me, sweet. I, 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 what? I was just going to say, tell me why. Tell, tell me, sweet little why. why. But I think I did that on our last episode. I don't think you did. If it was not our last episode, it was the episode before that. Okay, email email us at welcometodeadcast at gmail.com. And tell us what you think. Repeating jokes over here. Okay. So why were you excited? I was excited about this one because... I mean, I get it. I, you know how when I reread these when I was 16, I put like a gray in the back corner of the book. I gave this one an A minus. Yes. Yes. And I... I was excited to read this book because I haven't read it in a while. And to me, this book is kind of all about the twist, which I won't give away. Not yet, yet at least. Not yet. And I was excited to rewatch the TV episode because I was like, huh. like, I love that book so much. Why is the TV episode not one of my favorites? Because I have a few episodes of the TV show on my phone that I watch all the time. and I kind of have it memorized. I didn't remember why I didn't like the TV episode. Do you now remember that, now? Oh, yeah, I remember now. We'll, oh, we'll he's get got to opinions. That. And I think if, if, you, if you saw the TV episode, you would think this book is hot Chinatown trash. <laughs> but I think this book, I think this book is genius. And if you don't question it too much, it's a lot of fun. And... I like this book because it, it was all around pretty positive. There's no annoying little brother or sister in this one. Mm. There, you know, like there's some there's some teasing and things like that, but there's like some, no real antagonist in a way. And, That's true. I didn't think about and it. It's like kind of that. a it's kind of a pleasant group of friends with really fun idi idiosyncrasies. It, what is it? Idiosyncrasy. Like, Idios Idios idiosyncrasy. Daniel's the smarter one. If you can if you can't tell the difference between your their voices, this is Matthew speaking. 
If you can't tell the difference between their voices, my voice is always the one that is dumber and I use profanity and Daniel's the smart one. <laughs> That's right. I have the smarter voice. <laughs> so you were excited to read this book. Great. I was. Um, I, I don't think this is an exciting book for people just because the title and the cover of the book because the cover of the book is a boy who's turning into a monkey looking himself in the mirror. <laughs> yes. I he, I mean, he's straight up turning into a monkey. Like, his ears are huge. Now, I know the, the, the protagonist, whose name is Larry, he's supposed to have large ears, but these are these are monkey ears. These ears are so cartoonishly large that they're pretty much the size of his face anyway. If you Google the cover of My Harry's Adventure, I don't blame you if you don't want to read this book because it just looks like a dead mannequin boy who already has a tan and he's turning into a monkey. Yeah, what, what what colors would you say the book uh, book? I would say it's a cherry red and a robin's egg blue. Gorgeous, thank you. Flawless, yes. It's worth googling this cover. It's it's um, it's a kooky cover. Mm -hmm. This this is a kooky book because it's not necessarily scary or terrifying or anything. It's a little Twilight. Zone -y. It's Twilight Zone e is yeah. really what it is. Now, there's one thing I need. I'm I'm sorry, but I need to talk about. Well, the first I think the back of the book. I know what you're about to say, but the back of the book, the description of it is not the most provocative, sexy description of a book. It's it kinda, really not. It kind of just sounds like a boy's going through puberty. And the I, whole book is like this boy's just I'd going like through to, puberty. I'd like to, if we can, just skip puberty jokes and like not even go there because I feel like it's so easy and reductive to just make puberty jokes about this book. I don't. I wasn't planning on making okay, one. Okay, good. Thank you. So, But the description just doesn't sound that scary. It just sounds like a boy's growing hair on his body. And that's basically what's happening. Yeah, but I know your big old qualm that you have with the back of the book. Is that it's that on the back of the book it talks about dark spiky hair and spiky is spelled S-P-I-K-E-Y. Girl, that's not how you spell spiky. Oof. I know for a fact that uh, Jovial Bob doesn't write the backs of these books. Well, you know what? what? Funny that you say that because also in the book it's spelled that way and you know he writes he writes that. Oh, Okay. Well, anyway, so let's get to the book. Yeah, cool. So, yeah, good. Uh, that's pretty cool. Something I want to mention quickly is that the in the back of this book, the back cover on the inside, there is this thing that they were doing at the time releasing when they would release the Goosebumps book. This is fun. Now, Dion and I have a legit copy from the 90s. The 90s, and, it's, and basically what it would... It was like a contest, and it says, we asked Goosebumps fans everywhere to tell us, what gives you Goosebumps? So people would write in, and in like, I don't know, 20 words or less, really short, would say what gives them Goosebumps, and they would take a picture of them and show a before picture, and then and then like kind of turn them into a monster and have an after picture. Yeah, so like right now, it would pretty much like be an app on your phone if you like took a selfie of yourself, and it's like it looks like a Snapchat filter that just kind of turns you into a monster. And the next several books have them in the back of the book. And this particular book has Sam Walling, age 10, from Kingwood, Texas. Shout out, girl, you listening? And what gives him Goosebumps is having cold as death hands run down my back and when i turn around it is a green five-eyed monster my sister never mind don't shout us out idiot <laughs> harsh words well um, but that's that's some trash writing right yeah. there. <laughs> that doesn't make no sense and that's some trash yeah but it's the picture is kind of fun it, it you know they give him like a furry chest and fangs and like a and horns and, and an afro and horns. It's just a kooky thing that I uh, I took a moment to sort of appreciate as I was going through rereading this book again, saying I remember that. Yeah, I didn't mean to throw shade at Sam. I think it's cute as fuck, and I think my ass is just jealous that I wasn't in the back of the book getting monsterified. Girl, me too. When you know better, you do better. Wow. Ayanla, fix my life. 
Wow. When someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. No is a complete sentence. Yes. Yes. So Larry Boyd is the, I was, I had other quotes ready to go. I have a, I have an Oprah journal in my bedroom with nothing but Oprah quotes. So do I. Well, twinsies. So the, uh, again, the, try the, try to tell the difference between us now. How wow. do you like my darkness now? So Larry Boyd is the protagonist. He is that he, I like Larry. I like Larry too. There's a lot of, com- I think he's cold. I think he's pretty cool. There's a lot of description of his hair. Yeah, he has wavy, gorgeous hair. His wavy, long, blonde hair that's you know flops around and 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 his friends jokingly call him Harry Larry because he's always fixing his hair. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So the book starts long, beautiful hair, shiny. So the book starts up with Larry being chased by dogs in his neighborhood, and it's definitely winter in this whole entire book icy streets we're talking snow 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 yes and so larry's being chased by the dogs in his neighborhood this is something that happens to him often and he talks about being scared of these dogs a pack of dogs always chases him around why won't they leave me alone and he's carrying his guitar case because he's on his way to band practice and he's running running slips on his face and thinks oh no they've got me this time the dogs have got me and then he hears a voice telling them to scat hey scat squeed on him deed on him die Come on, be my baby tonight, Squee. Come on, be my baby tonight. Come on, be my baby tonight. I've seen the way you've treated other thugs you've been with. Come on, be my baby tonight. <laughs> I've seen the way you treated other, other thugs, thugs you've been, been with. Come on, be my baby tonight. Oh. So the dogs run away because they're scared of Lily Vaughn. And Lily is Larry's best friend. And let me tell you what she looked like. Yeah. She's short, thin, kind of cute, has chin-length blonde hair with bangs cut straight across. And here's, here are two important things we need to tell you. She has one blue eye and one green eye. Simply gorgeous. And she has a little chain around her neck with a gold pirate's coin on it that she always she wears. She always wear her gold pirate's coins. And she goes, Larry, I saw you from the from my window across the street, and I thought I'd come save you. You're late to band practice. He said, sorry, my dad maybe shovels snow. This is kind of a fun thing that we haven't had in any books yet, where it's like, band practice. Like, they're interested in music. Yeah, it's cool. And they practice in her living room. Mm-hmm. And the band consists, consists of Larry, Lily, and then three others, Manny, who is a tall, skinny, kind of goofy kid with a crooked smile and a mop of curly hair. Call me. Jared, who looks like he's eight years old. They're all 12, by the way. Jared, oh, who looks like he's eight, eight years old, always wearing his black and silver Raiders cap. Wasn't there another book where there was, where somebody was wearing a black and silver Raiders cap? Yes, very recently. Wasn't it... Um, no, it's, it's, it's Todd, Todd in Going Todd, Todd Barson. That's right, of course. All right, girl. Then the last person in the band is Christine. She's a little chubby, has carrot-colored hair. And wears glasses with blue plastic frames. Bitch. I'm just, I'm just kidding. So the band is called The Geeks. Uh, well, they are this week. Last week, they were called The Spirit. Oh, so Larry gets there. Um... And as he takes off his coat, his hair gets messed up, and everybody teases him and says, Oh, Larry's Harry, Larry, Harry, Larry, the rat, Ricky, the rat, Harry, Larry, his hair is messed up. Lol. Poor Harry, Larry. So they talk about that there's this battle of the bands coming up, and their main rival is a band called Howie and the Shouters. The only other, their only other rival, because there's just two bands in Battle of the Bands. And, oh, it's not, it's it's a, it's a, um, it's not a Battle of the Bands. It's a, like a talent show, right? No, I think it's Battle of the Bands. Okay, so... So it's the Geeks versus Harry... 
Howie and the Shouters. Sorry, I was thinking Harry Larry, not Howie Lowie. So Jared plays the synth. Uh-huh. Which is so funny. Manny, um, Christine, and Larry all play the guitar. Mm-hmm. And Lily's the singer. There's Tons no guitar. There's no drums. They just use a drum machine on Jared's synth, which I think is amazing. So they, they have band practice for a little while. And Larry's like really a, a real perfectionist about it or whatever. He doesn't want to be embarrassed at the Battle of the Bands. And he talks about how he hates being embarrassed. And he can't stand being embarrassed. He hates it more than anything else in the world. More than steamed broccoli. <laughs> okay, this is why I love this book. Because... I, I dog-eared one of the pages. Um, uh, all these characters have weird little things that are just kind of throwaway things that don't really matter to the plot. But I would share a secret smile every time I came across one of these. And that's one uh, of I know them. a couple of things that you're thinking of, and I probably yeah. marked the same ones. Yeah, you can dance. So what is it you want to share? It's not until later in the book. Go ahead. Fine. So they practice for two hours, and they do, like, some Rolling Stones covers. I always think it's interesting when Goosebumps looks m- mention, like, actual pop culture. Yeah. Interesting. So afterwards, they decide to go play outside in the snow because it's winters. And then when I was reading this book, I was like, ooh, we're chapter six and nothing's happened. We're just having fun at band practice and playing in the snow. This is cool. So they get in a big snowball fight, and they decide to build a snowman. And Larry gets distracted at one point and notices over in the neighbor's yard there's a big pile of junk next to a dumpster. Oh, wow. And that house Was is- it my ex-boyfriend? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and there and the reason why there's so much junk over there is because the house is being remodeled and so larry decides i don't know to look in the dumpster because he says i love old junk i can't help it i just love pawing through piles of old stuff i used to too larry but don't do it what he finds an old white enamel medicine chest inside like the dumpster same and inside of that medicine chest is an orange bottle that says insta tan rub on a dark summer tan in minutes okay okay so this orange bottle of Incitan is also made of glass. It's made of glass. Because later... It hurts my eyes. Yeah, because... <laughs> but which is so hard for me to imagine. It's That it's not a plastic bottle. I know, it's, it's an orange glass, glass bottle. Orange bottle. Can anyone explain that to me? Sorry. So he shows it to everybody as they're building the snowman. And, like, and he was like... Hey guys! <laughs> Everybody's like, cool! Oh, hey guys! He's like, oh cool, let's have a tan. We can tell everybody we were in Florida. We'll tell Miss Schindling we were in Florida. We'll tell Howie Herwin and the Shouters that the geeks went to the Bahamas. Miss Schindling's list. <laughs> so they go inside and put it on. <laughs> And Larry's like a little worried about it. He's like, I don't know, you guys. What if we turn bright yellow or green? He'd be totally embarrassed. Did this bug you that all these kids are checking their white privilege, just trying to get a tan, and all these about white kids, white kids, white kids? Hashtag check your privilege. I know. I thought at least Manny had some spice, but no, they're all white, 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 trying to get that tan. So everybody puts it in their faces and hands, and fi- last, it's Larry's turn, and before he does it, he he takes one look at the bottle and t- looks at it and turns it over and gas and it says do not use after February 1991. Same. It's expired. No. And Larry freaks out about it. Everybody's like, who cares? Put it on. But then Manny starts to scream and goes, no, oh no, and he holds up a blob of his skin that just fell off. Oh wait, it's just a pile of wet tissue. And he was just pulling a prank. Oh, Manny. Manny. So they all go outside. Man. Ba, ba, da, ba. <laughs> so they notice that um, that a tan doesn't instantly appear. Lies. And they run outside and decide to play in the snow some more. And yeah, going... let's keep playing. And as they're playing, oh, Larry starts to feel uh, sick. Uh, uh, 
I'm sack. And everything starts to get too bright, and the ground starts to sway, and he starts to feel so sack. No! Cut to Dr. Merkin. I can't even, I can't even speak to that. Can you? No, I can't speak to that. Dr. Merkin. No, I'm not going to talk about that. Yeah, okay. Dr. Merkin. Google it. Google it, you guys. Google it, Merk, what a Merkin is. Read about me, bitch. So, so it cut to Dr. Merkin giving Larry a shot with some green liquid. And this is just a normal thing that Dr. Merkin does because... He does it like every two weeks. He has to give Larry a shot because of this weird gland problem Larry you has. See, Larry can't sweat, so he gets overheated. Larry can't sweat because of his glands, so when he gets overheated, he like gets sick a or something? A big needle filled with green liquid. That's the scariest part of any book so far to me. Well, I don't know. When the, the Werewolf of Fever Swamp, when they actually got bitten by a snake, that bothered me. Ouch, you're right. That's I can still feel that. I can still feel the blade on my neck. Yeah. So, Doc, <laughs> I just want to talk about what Dr. Merkin looks like. He has... Please. He's very distinguished looking He with white hair slicked down and brushed straight back. Friendly blue eyes behind square black glasses and a warm smile. Not fooling me. No, I don't trust you with that big old needle. And so he, so his parents look on as Dr. Merkin gives him a needle in bed at, at his house. And he's like, do I d look any different, Mom? Like, maybe I have a suntan or something? And they're like, what are you talking about? We're a little worried about you. Sorry, Larry. No tan. So Lily calls Larry after dinner and to ask him how he is. And she goes, you know, I feel a little sick too. And basically they just talk about Howie and the Shouters and the Battle of the Bands. And that's cool. And just kind of catch up. And we're talking on the phone. Yeah, talking on the phone is so cool. I guess. And so I remember I used to have a, um, the phone that I had was like one of those see-through phones, but it was green, but it was like see-through. You know Mine I mean? was blue and see-through. I remember one year asking, like when we were reals young and we had just started talking the phone with our friends. Gabbing on the phone? Asking for call waiting. Oh, wow. Now that's an Arl Stein book. I was like, can I? It literally is. I, I, I remember being like, can I speak? Can, can I get call waiting for Christmas so I can speak to Joy Thomas and Heath Barwick? Wow. Wow. I said it. So after after talking with Larry, or Lily, Larry goes upstairs and is about to brush his toot and looks down at his hand and sees... And thinks, oh, no. He thinks he sees a shadow and then realizes that the back of his hand is covered in thick black hair. Spiky, shiny, prickly, half an inch. Hairy Larry. Oh, my God. But it's just his right hand, though. And he's like, what? One of the descriptions, which I think is especially gross and vivid and and really sets the tone for me is when jovial bob describes the hair like bristles on a toothbrush oh wow black bristles on a toothbrush because i was just thinking like oh he's just getting in that peach fuzz for puberty but instead but like black bristles isn't that sick like on a brush ouch that sounds like it would hurt yeah it smarts it doesn't even at all match my blonde hair no and so he first he's like what is going on he tries to pull it off ouch and then his mom kind of like comes back I thought you were going to bed, honey. What are you doing? I'm just brushing my hair. Because Larry always brushes his hair before bed. One. He knows he gets me. Two. Three. Four. 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 Yes, great. One. Two. Three. Four. 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 Marsha. Yes, Greg. I mean, what? So he freaks out, shoves, closes the door, and it's like, I I'm fine, man. 
and and shaves it off with his dad's razor. Yeah, he's like, oh, I guess I know how to do this. And then he says it was like really painful, but it was smooth underneath. And that night he goes to bed and just feels like his whole body's itching. And he's like, girl, am I growing hair everywhere? Get ready. What is going on? So the next n- next morning, uh, Larry runs into a very bundled up Lily. It's supposed to be 10 degrees today, her mom Too said. Too cold. I don't like it. And he kind of, wa- he wants to ask her if, if the same thing happened to her. He's like, so, um, hey, Lily, anything crazy happened last night? Did you grow any strange hair on the back of your hands last night? And she says, yes. Do I? And he, she says, yes, on my arms and my legs and my back and then my face. And then I change into a wolf and I howled at the moon like this. Ah! And then I found three people in the woods and I ate them because I'm a werewolf. <laughs> Harry, Larry, Harry, Larry, <laughs> what's your problem? And then she chases him around. Just like a pack of dogs. And then he almost slips and drops his backpack. He's like, Lily, stop it. And she goes, well, did you grow hair last night, Larry? And he was like, no, no way. And she says, are you a werewolf? Because no, I'm a vampire. What? So he realizes he can't really talk to her about it. They walk to school without saying much, and and Larry feels kind of guilty about not telling Lily the truth, but he notices that Lily has the strangest smile on her face. I forgot what today is. It's book report day at Mrs. Shinling's class. Oh, no. And people are opening their trapper keepers, it says. Genius. I shared a secret sideways smile when I read that. I was talking to somebody the other day about trapper keepers, and they said- On the phone? No, in person, and they said, trap her keepers? And I said, girl, you nasty. (laughs) So Larry's super nervous about the book report. He forgot about it. And he's nervous about it because you know how he doesn't like being embarrassed. He's afraid that if he goes up there and he messes up, he'll turn bright red and people make fun of him. I love you, Larry. So Howie, you know Howie, uh, of Howie and the Shouters, is the first to go. And he's this big guy, sort of chubby with thick brown hair that he never brushes. <sighs> with a big round face with freckles on his cheeks. He always has a smirk on his face and said, and Always has a smirkin' on his face. He always has a smirk on his face that says, I'm the best and you're an insect, is what Jovial Bob says. And he's always... Wears baggy faded jeans five sizes too big. And today he's wearing a long long sleeve t-shirt with a shiny black vest over it. R.L. Stein loves vests. R.L. Stein needs vests. <laughs> so, and and Howie's report is one uh, on one of those Matt Christopher baseball books. It's always on Matt Christopher baseball. Baseball books. Do you remember Matt Christopher baseball books? Maybe. I don't know if I do either. I think I'm just pretending that I do. Same. So after that, it's Larry's turn. And girl, he's so nervous. And as he gets up to to do, give his book report, how he trips him and he falls in front of the glass. Oh, uh, no. There's an antagonist here. You said there weren't any real antagonists. I know, but it's like not at home and it's not like a little brother or little sister. You're right. It just, I, you're right. Anyway, as he gets up, he Larry notices that thick black hair has grown on both of his hands. No, please, please not now. Not Miss Schindling's class. So he immediately shoves his hand in his pockets and someone goes oh larry's blushing he's getting red and and larry runs out of the classroom that's what i would do and miss shinling calls out, are flight. you okay or are you going is I'll okay I'll, i'm okay i'll be right back and in the hallway he notices that he has hair an inch high on his palms Ooh, too bristly black toothpaste bristles so toothbrush bristles so the hair matthew is not only on the back of his hands it's on his palms now in growing in the spaces between his fingers Ooh, the space between he can't go back into class his hands make everyone sad <laughs> Oh no, but when he's in the hallway, he's trying to hide. He sees Mr. Fosberg, the principal, carrying books, staring at Larry's hands. Oh no. 
So Larry immediately puts his hands behind his back, says, Larry, are you cold? Is that why you're wearing gloves? And Larry's like, oh, yeah, my gloves. <laughs> I went back to my locker to get them. And and Mr. Fosworth's like, I'll tell the janitor it's too cold, uh, okay? Okay, bye, good. So that gives Larry an idea. He's like, gloves, yes, yes, yes. I'll get my black leather gloves for my locker. And That's I'll put- what I'll do. I'll get those gloves. So he puts the gloves on, comes back to the class and says, sorry, my hands were cold. And he wears black leather gloves for the rest of the day. I think that's pretty embarrassing. I guess it's more embarrassing to have bristly hair hands though. Yep. So at the end of the day, he runs into Lily and this is what Lily's wearing. She is wearing an oversized yellow sweater and bright green tights. Oh, and she's like, Larry, where are you going? Don't you remember we have practice? He's like, um, I don't feel well. She's like, oh, how about tomorrow? Okay, fine. And he runs home screaming. He runs home, finds his mom in the living room on the phone with Jasper the cat on her lap. And she, she, she says, don't you have practice, honey? He said, like, don't you have practice today, honey? He said, not, not today, too much homework. And then Larry's like, and actually, um, uh, and he, he's really embarrassed, but he decides to tell his mom everything. From beginning to end, tells her everything that's happened. And this part made me laugh out loud. And then when he looks up, because he looks down, he's so embarrassed he can't look her in the eye. When he looks up, he realizes that she wasn't even listening and she's been talking on the phone the whole time and didn't hear him. <laughs> so and then Jasper follows him to his room and, and he says to Jasper, You're my only real friend. But then Jasper freaks out and runs away scared of his hands. So... Larry shaves his hands again. I thought about this for a while. Can you imagine shaving hair in between your fingers trying to get all of that? No, it must really hurt. I know, it must really smart. So, anyway. That night he has a dream he's eating spaghetti. It's another one of those, like, dream moments. Ugh. And he's having he's having a dream that he's eating spaghetti, but the spaghetti turns into long black hairs. <laughs> <laughs> And then he wakes up in the morning freaking out, saying, is there more hair? But he's fine. So he's feeling good. The sun's out. He's, like, yeah. feeling himself and, like, I'm chasing the sun. <laughs> wow. And he's walking to school, feeling good. And all of a sudden, the pack of dogs come out of nowhere oh, and start please, chasing him. Please, not the dogs, not the bees. So he starts running through yards, in traffic, through traffic, causing cars to slam on their brakes. Not safe, Larry. And runs into Jared and Lily. And the dogs stop as Lily and Jared kind of scare them off. And Jared laughs and he goes, Hello. Hey, wait a second. That dog looks like Manny. Long, scrawny, same black curly hair, same dark, soulful eyes. That's funny. That dog looked like Manny. What? So anyway, they keep walking to school, the three of them, and they meet up with Christine in front of the school, snacking on a Snickers bar. And they just talk about practice that day. And Lily's like, um, uh... You know, like, we got to get ready for the Battle of the Bands. And Larry desperately wants to ask them if they have, they've been growing any hair. He needs to ask them. But he's so embarrassed. And as they're talking, it's a really windy day, you guys. Mm -hmm. And as they're talking, the wind blows the hood of his parka back. Can I have a quick aside? I don't like the word parka. Okay. I don't get what that is. I don't like that. I don't, I don't like, like the word poncho. I don't like the word poncho and I don't like the word parka. Is that I don't want to hear it. I don't want your parka. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't know what that is. I can't identify with that. And Larry, um, the hood of Larry's parka flies back. And, and he, the hair in his neck literally stands on end. And he realizes the hair, thick hair is growing in the back of his neck. Oh, no. And they're like, what's wrong, Larry? Is your scarf too tight? You look scared to death. And he said, yeah, um, it was just choking me is all. And kind of like readjusts his scarf and pulls it tightly around his neck. So he runs inside the school, goes inside the bathroom and starts brushing his hair and gives himself a pep talk. Says, shape up and stop thinking about this hair. And during school, he finds black hair on his history term paper. 
and kind of freaks out. And it's like, is it falling out of my head? Also, can I pause this for a second? And when reading this the first time, and listener, if you're hearing this for the first time, do you think the Insta-Tan caused all this, or do you think it's something else? In my mind, like, it doesn't, it, at any point, it, it does I don't entertain the idea that Insta-Tan that expired is causing this. But it might be. Okay. So, you know, you guys, hair is starting to grow on the back of his neck. And when he's at gym in the locker room, all the guys are changing and, like, snapping towels at each other. Woo! And Larry pulls down his pants. And no- oh. And, and he notices there are big, black, hairy patches <laughs> on his knees. Oh, no, those fuzz knees. And he freaks out and decides to wear jeans during gym instead of his jeans gym shorts. wearing my jeans. And Jared's like, why are you wearing jeans? Just, um, my legs is cold. My hands were cold. My neck was cold. My knees are cold. They're cold. So when he gets home, he has to shave his knees, you guys. Oh, I hate shaving my knees. So Jared and Larry are walking over to Lily's for practice that day after school, but Manny's not, not, he doesn't, Manny's not there. He That's didn't show up. strange. He wasn't even in school today. Where's Manny? Where could he be? So Jared, Christine, Lily, and Larry start freaking out because they found out that Harry Herwin just got a new synth that sounds like an orchestra. No, fair. We have ours that sounds like a saxophone for the saxophone solo. And I just like want to point out that Lily is wearing a blue and red ski sweater, just like Libby did in, in Attack of the Mutant. Whoa, Attack of the Mutant. But she's also wearing it pulled down over blue leggings. Wow, change it up. So they decide to go over to Manny's to like check out, see where Manny is. Like, what's the deal with Manny? So Larry and Lily decide to go while Christine and Jared wait at Lily's house in case he shows up. And meanwhile, the snow has started to melt. And this is where a kooky little moment. I dog-eared this page too because I was, I was walking around a pool when I was reading this. It was hot outside and I was reading this. But this is what this page says. I just thought this was so fun and stupid. Lily's Doc Martin splashed through a wide puddle as we made our way along the sidewalk. I hate it when the snow gets all gray and slushy, she said. Listen, all you can hear is dripping. Water dripping from the trees, dripping from the houses. She stuck out her arm to block my path and stop me from walking. We listened in silence to the dripping sounds. It's deafening, isn't it? Lily asked, smiling. The sunlight reflected in her eyes. One blue eye, one green eye. Deafening, I repeated. Lily can be pretty weird sometimes. She once told me that she writes poetry, long poems about nature, but she's never shown any of them to me. Kooky. That's why I love this book. So they go over to Manny's Just house. Just this little detail about I know. Lily writing poems. I know, I like it too. They see that there's no car in the driveway, that it's dark inside, and when they knock on the door, it just opens, and then when they step in, they can't believe what they see. Everything is gone. What? Where's Manny and his family? The carpet has been removed. There's no fridge or anything. What the fuck? I'm so confused. So, cut to Saturday. Larry is out jogging with his dad in Miller Woods. I love to run. I like the way it gets my heart pounding. And I like the thud of my sneakers on the ground. And just the feeling of my muscles all working together. So, he's like running around the park with his dad. Or the lake. Around the lake with his dad. And he decides to tell He has his... a real heart, heart to heart. Real tete-a-tete with his dad. Sure. And he tells his dad absolutely everything. But his dad was on the phone the whole time and not listening. <laughs> no, the dad, instead, the dad's eyes grow wide. He immediately grabs Larry's arm and says, we've got to go now. His eyes were wild. His whole face was twisted into a tight, frightened scowl. The cape and cowl conspiracy. And he drags him towards the street and he's like, dad, what's wrong? They immediately go to Dr. Merkin's. Google it. And Dr. Merkin gives him his shot early. And Larry's like, no. 
but it's the Instatan. I know it was. It was the Instatan. It made, it's making my hair grow. And Dr. Merkin says, Insta what? <laughs> he said, what did you call me? It wasn't It wasn't tanning lotion. Trust me. And Larry goes, but the bottle was expired. But it was old. Maybe the ingredients turned sour or something. And, and the doctor's like, well, let's wait and see. You know, maybe it won't happen again. But I really don't think it's tanning lotion. And Larry is not having it. And his dad drives him home. and He knows it's Instatan. And... He's like, why Why is nobody, like, freaking out about this? Why am I the only one? Something's wrong. And the dad says, sometimes the best thing is to wait. In a kind of a hushed voice. Akinspicious. I know. So the next day, at band practice at Lily's without Manny. And, and Larry says they actually sound a little better with two guitars instead of three. Wow. All tea, all shade. And when after they're done, Larry builds up the courage to finally ask them if they've been growing to hair. To ask Lily out. <laughs> Ask them if they've been growing hair. Now, Jared's response is to laugh so hard that Coke come out of his nose. He's drinking Coke. That to, to, to splash out of his nose. And everybody says, Harry, Larry, Harry, Larry, Larry's a werewolf. And Larry's like, I'm just kidding. By the way, you guys, this is the second time Larry has asked somebody. <laughs> and second time somebody's uh, made fun of and said, Harry, Larry. And the second time he said, I was just kidding. See, the thing is, though, I, for some reason, was so enjo- enjoying this book. And I love Larry so much. I love him, too. That I was so relieved and ever kind of laughed it off because i was so embarrassed for larry and i wanted to reach out into the book and say it's okay larry i know i hear you i see you and what you say matters to me yes lily didn't laugh now let's shave those knees lily didn't laugh just jared and christine laugh so jared and christine leave on the front stoop before he leaves larry stops and asks lily again about about the hair and she her response is i um i don't want to talk about it and slams the door wow so as Larry's walking home, he pulls his cap down tighter because it's very windy. And he realizes that his little cap feels tight. And then and it's he, because he has a strip of hair across his forehead. So you guys, a band of hair like a, like has grown across his forehead. Weird. He gets home and his mom, dad, and sees a note from them that says, We went shopping in Brooksdale Village. Home late. Make yourself a snack. So he looks himself in the mirror and realizes that it looks like a runner's headband, but instead of a headband, it's hair. So he shaves it off and realizes what he has to do. He has to get that orange glass bottle of Instatan fine and bring it to Dr. Merkin. Google it. So he uh, re- he's like, what did I do with it? I-, I threw it back in that dumpster, right, next to Lily. So he goes over there and, re- and looks and sees that the dumpster is gone. Oh, no. Oh, wait. I didn't throw it in the dumpster. I threw it in the woods next to the dumpster. I have to find it. I've got stuff. So he goes back into the woods, and it's dark, and it's creepy, and it's night, and it's altogether kooky. And he hears a twig crack and some rustling, and he realizes he's not alone, and it turns out there's a dog. Oh no, please. This is a tall, brown, scraggly dog with burrs in its fur. And it just stands there and whimpers and pants. And he's like, what do you want, bitch? But then Larry sees the orange bottle. Yes! And he picks it up and is like, I'm getting out of here. But as he turns to make his way out, he sees five or six big dogs approaching him. Then five or six more dogs, their dark eyes glowing angrily. Arlstein often writes the description of dark eyes glowing, and, and it's hard for me to accept. You know? Yeah, I completely agree. So he turns to trip, and turns to run, but trips on a branch. Oh no, as I fell, the bottle flew out of my hand. I reached for it, grasping desperately, missed. I watched in horror as it hit a sharp rock and shattered. The jagged pieces flew in all directions. A tiny puddle of brown liquid washed over the rock. And I landed Landed hard hard on my elbows and knees. 
been a while since we had one. So he whirls around and sees that the dogs have run off after a rabbit. So he's like, girl, I'm safe. Rabbit, rabbit. And, but, oh no, the bottle. There's nothing uh, you can do now. That puddle of brown liquid made me feel sick when I was reading this. Same. So he goes home, and when he gets home, he, his parents have some sort of school meeting they have to go to. Ugh. So he decides not to say anything about it again, calls Lily, no answer, and he just sits at home with that yellow-eyed cat, Jasper, for a while. Sweet Jasper and your yellow eyes. Yellow-eyed Jasper. So he decides to play guitar for a while since no one's home and no one can tell him to keep it down. And as he's playing, he realizes that he keeps messing up with the chords and missing notes. And then he realizes that that's because he has hair growing all over his hands, his fingers all up his arms too, and he, feel like he, can't, he feels like he can't breathe. Is it growing on his tongue? Oh no. Hashtag hair hands. And he, che- he runs to the mirror and sees that and he checks not, his privilege. It's not on his tongue, but it's on his cheeks and chin too. Oh no. Cheeks. So it took him forever, but you know what? He ended up shaving it all off. His arms, his hands, Ooh. and on his face. Ooh, that sounds rough. So sick. The next day at school, he waits by Lily's walker, and at school today, he's Lily's wa- locker. Lily's locker. You said Lily's walker. He's he's also by her walker because she's been having difficult walk, <laughs> difficult time walking now, and um, he's wearing a cap that's pulled down extra low. It's and wearing a black and silver Raiders hat and an extra long sleeve sweater just in case the Hot. hair starts to grow. I love long sleeves and big old bags. I don't like wearing them. Well, sometimes I like wearing them. So he is waiting by her walker to talk to her, and um, I did that one on purpose. And and he was like, she knows, she knows. I could tell in her eyes, she knows. And and then Howie walks up with his sister Marissa, Howie of Howie and the Shouters, and he says, ready for tomorrow? <laughs> and Larry's like, tomorrow? And he's yeah, did you forget about the battle of the bands? And Marissa's like, yeah, is your band still going to play? We heard about Manny leaving. And she says, yeah, we'll be there. We sound good. And Howie's like, we do too. We might be on TV. My uncle knows a woman who works on Star Search. He thinks maybe he can get us on. And Larry says, great. And then Marissa says, yeah, if we get on that show, we'll probably win. And then we'll be famous. I think they've really got a shout. And Howie says, they asked us to play at the next school dance. They didn't ask your band, did they? And Larry's like, no, no one asked us. It's too bad. <laughs> and Marissa's like, see you at the contest tomorrow. And Howie, goes, we're, Howie says, we're going first. I guess they are saving the best for first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Howie Herwin. Dumb. So they all, totally they, all go in, in they, they all go in, they go into Miss Schindling's class and Miss Schindling's like, Larry, would you like to hand out the tests? And Larry's like, test? Oh, oh no. no. I forgot. Lily never shows up to school that day and Larry decides to go over to her house after school and say, wow, what is the deal? But then he remembers he has chores, so he goes home instead. <laughs> Same. And now it's like the sunny, clear day. It's still pretty cold. This, Ooh, all the snow is melted. Yes. And as he's walking home, he notices he's being followed by a dog. And this dog has, is like kind of light brownish red with a white patch on his chest. A it's little like, bigger than a cocker spaniel with long, flappy brown ears and a long tail. And it brushes against him and, and then it starts walking, walking in front of him. And he's like, is this dog following me or am I following the dog? And his mom is in the drive and goes, she's kind of pretty. Nice color. Who does she belong to? And Larry's like, I don't know. Maybe we can keep her. And the mom says, not, not with, with Jasper. Jasper. And then he looks down and looks at the dog's collar and realizes that the collar is actually Lily's gold pirate coin. What? No. No, it can't be. It just can't be. And the mom laughs and goes, what? Why would Lily give a dog her gold pirate coin? Didn't her grandfather give her that? <laughs> and Larry looks a little closer and sees that the dog has one green eye and one blue eye. What? 
And Larry goes, um, this isn't a dog. This is Lily. The Incitan did this. So he knows it doesn't make any sense, but he knows it's her. So he, um, well, as he, he starts sh- shouting and screaming and it scares Lily, Lily the dog. And Lily the dog runs away. Goodbye, Lily. Lily the dog. And Lily runs to her house and Larry chases her. And when he gets there, he sees Mr. and Mrs. Vonner in the driveway packing suitcases into their, blue, into their blue Chevy. And he says, where are you guys going? Are you going on a trip? Where's Lily? She wasn't in school. And they said, um, we're going away. And he's like, but where's Lily? Is she inside? Can I see her? And they say, um, you must have the wrong house. And, and he's like, wrong, wrong house. What are you Mrs. Mrs. Vaughn, what do you mean? Just, there's no one here named Lily. And then grabs him and says, listen to what I'm telling you. There is no Lily. Just forget about her. With tears in her eyes through gritted teeth. And Mr. Vaughn says, you'd better go. And there goes, but eggs, you, you better, better go. go. And he sees that dog whimpering by the garage. And the parents get into their shavy, their shavy 69. How bizarre, how bizarre. God, that's good. You should put that on your summer mix. Yes. Yes, I should. Yeah, I'll download that. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. It's making me crazy. It's making me crazy. Every time I look around. He has dinner with his parents, and his parents are acting really strange. Giving I know, each, they're acting suspicious. Giving each other meaningful Spring looks. Spring Breakers is such a good movie. Spring Breakers is a fantastic movie. It's a perfect movie. And, and Larry keeps bringing it up. He says, I don't know where Lily is. That dog was Lily. The parents refuse to discuss it, and Larry goes, I'm not crazy! And throws down his fork and knife next to Spaghetti! That sounds good. And Jared and Christine come over after dinner, and he's like, listen, you guys, I have something to tell you. Lily has gone away. And they're like, what? The day before the Battle of the Bands? Where did she go? We have to perform. And he's like, I don't know where she went. I just saw her parents loading suitcase in the car, and now they're gone. That's all I know. I'm sure Lily is very unhappy. I know Lily wanted to be with us. I don't think she had a choice. And Larry's like, I just, he says to himself, he just has a sudden, ur- sudden urge to tell them everything about the hair, everything about the dog. I felt so mixed up. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I wanted Lily back. And Manny, that I knew. And I wanted the ugly hair to stop sprouting all over my body. <laughs> If only I had never found that bottle of Instatan. This is all my fault. <laughs> all of it. Reader, listener, do you think it's the Instatan? So Christine insists that, you know, we're going to have to play anyway. And now this scene, I completely forgot about. Because I haven't read this book in a very long time. And I kind of, there's certain things I definitely remember about this book. I had no memory of this. Do you mean the Battle of the Bands? Yes. Well, there's one thing that happens right before that. Oh, wow. I missed the one important thing. This is funny. Tell us. Make so, us laugh. So Christine, so they have to decide whether they wanna, they're going to perform, right? Yeah. So Christine gives them this amazing pep talk, and she's like, I bet we can win. We can win if we really play our hearts out. I can sing. I can do it. And they, they're all like, you know what? Let's do it. We don't have Lily. We don't have Manny. But let's do it. We can do it. And then, then Christine goes, Larry, what's that on your forehead? And Larry goes, oh, no, it's the hair. It's the hair. And then he realized it's just spaghetti sauce. Aww. So that next afternoon, it is, it's the Battle of the Bands. And this is what Marissa of Howie and the Shouters is wearing. She's wearing a very short, sparkly red dress of her black tights. Hot. Christmas party and Larry realizes oh no they're wearing cl- like cool clothes we didn't oh, even no, dress up clothes we were gonna come in our nudes 
And How in the Shouters play their song, their new song called Mile Long. Um, just kidding. They play their new song with their new synth keyboard, which is a mile long. Uh-huh. And they play an old Chuck Berry rock and roll song called Johnny Be Good. I don't know. How does that, that go? I have no idea. And they have choreography and everything. They end up playing four songs, and the audience gets on their feet during the songs. And, and they start screaming, more, more, how about more? And they and Howling the Shadows end up playing six songs total. And That's the audience, crazy. The audience goes crazy, and then it's the geeks' turn. <sighs> so the three of them get up there. They're so nervous. They play I Want to Hold Your Hand by I was I really guess. nervous reading this. I was like, come on, geeks, you can do it. They, they, they're... It's I Want to Hold Your Hand by the Beatles or something. I guess. And they start out pretty shaky. The harmony's really off. The guitar was too loud. And there's like some polite applause afterwards. Like, oh, great. Then they start to play their second song, which is some Rolling Stone song. And Larry has a solo. And he's getting so nervous for his solo that he messes up the first chords. And then it doesn't matter because people in the audience start cheering. They start hooping and hollering and pointing and shouting and wilding out. And they start getting louder, louder, louder. And they start laughing. And then they start howling, and then the howling's turned into screams. And Larry notices, touches his face, and and realizes something's wrong, and realizes that stiff, prickly hair has grown all over his entire face. And somebody screams, Great special effects! And Larry just about dies because everyone can see and everyone knows his horrible, embarrassing but secret. But seriously, though, how many times have you had this dream? And so the next day... Um, or no, the next the, ne- the next chapter... And he just runs. Like, at, and don't they win? They win the Battle of the Bands. Yes. Next thing you know, it just cuts to Christine saying, we won! We won! Because of the amazing special effects, they won. No one questions it, really. They're just like, wow, special effects, and Larry runs and away. And Larry runs out of there because he has hair all over his arms, shoulders, and hands. I mean, does Christine even say anything to him about it? No. He just runs out of there, when he, and she's, Larry, where She's are you a fame-hungry bitch. So he, Larry's running home. It's a cold, dark afternoon. Yeah, it is. And when he gets home, he sees his parents in the driveway, and he says, "Look at me! Look at my face and hands! If something's wrong." And he gasps, and he pants heavily, bent over, tears in his eyes. Says, "Now, do you believe me?" And the parents say, "Larry, it isn't the tanning lotion. We tried to keep it from you, but we can't any longer." And the mom starts sobbing, and the dad says, it "Isn't the tanning lotion, Larry? You have to know the truth. You're growing all that hair because you're not a human." You're a dog. Ba, ba, ba. So the last chapter is Larry is now just a dog. Mm-hmm. He always was a dog. He is a dog. And apparently this is what been, what has been going on. A few years ago, Dr. Merkin found a way to change dogs into children. He discovered a serum that made us dog. This is Larry. Made us dogs look and think and act like people. That's what my shots were. He gave me a fre- he gave me fresh serum every two weeks. After a while, the serum doesn't work anymore. It wears off, and the children go back to being dogs. Doctor Merkin has decided to stop testing the serum on dogs. Mom told me it does. It just doesn't work, and it causes the families too much pain. And when the children turn back into dogs, he's never going to work with dogs again. Dad explained. The serum just doesn't last long enough with dogs. So no more dogs. So Manny. Lily, everybody is just dogs. They're just dogs. Not monkeys, not Instatan, dogs. It's been Dr. Merkin all along. So it ends with Larry running around as a dog with Manny and Lily, sniffing in the garden, just having the time of their lives. Sniffing and a tickling. And that and Larry sees the Boyd's car pull up in the driveway and he says, Yeah, they've been gone afternoon. It's so strange. And he goes to greet them and bark and barks at them and he realizes they're carrying a tiny little baby wrapped in pink blankets. Can I read the beginning and the end? Yes, yeah, so um 
this is the beginning and this is the first paragraph and the last paragraph of the book. <clears throat> Why were there so many stray dogs in my town? She held the baby in both arms and carried it carefully up the walk towards the house. Mr. Boyd had a big smile on his face as he caught up to her. What a good little girl, Mrs. Boyd cooed to the baby. Yes, you are. You're a good little girl. Welcome to your new home, Jasper. Huh, I thought. Isn't Jasper a funny name for a little girl? Then I stared up at the baby and saw her bright yellow eyes. <laughs> so for me, this book has always been... The book where they're dogs, and then the little cat becomes a baby at the end. Of That's course! But, you know, which I think is really fun and, like, kind of cool and genius. Obviously, there, there are plot holes you could drive boats through. Like, all of it. I mean, like, how long have these kids been, were they, like, like were they, did, we, did they have, like, babies who grew up to they were, like, 12 and then the dog thing wore off? Or was this just recently? I can promise you our girl didn't think about it. Yeah, I know, but... Yeah, I mean, like, did the grandfather really give Lily a gold coin? Do they give it to the dog? Like, that? Does, none of that makes any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Like, they go to, like, school meetings. Like, how long? Don't you think the parents would really want these children to be more protective of them instead of having them run all over the place? A band? I don't know. Let's talk about the TV episode. Yeah. I just, want, I just want to be heard. I think this book is really cool. But I think this TV episode is tr is trash. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I think it's trash. So this TV episode was season one, episode 13. And it aired on January 19th, 1996. And the book I mean, the book takes place in winter, right? This TV episode just takes place in not winter. Yeah. And it does start off with Larry being chased, carrying his guitar by a bunch of dogs. And but what, what doesn't work for me in this TV episode, which there's very few episodes that have voiceover. And this is one that has a voiceover the entire time. And it, this episode plays down to the lowest common denominator of a dumb kid viewing this. Like, really, like, spells it all out way too much. Doesn't show us anything. Tells us everything. That's a good point. And the voiceover is so, is so like, patronizing. And it's so tedious. And it, and it irritates me. And I was like, we're smarter than this. We do not need this lugubrious voiceover. Sure. I'd like to meet the guy who said dogs are a man's best friend. Get away. Leave me alone, dumb dogs. This isn't the first time this has happened either. Every time these mutts see me, they start chasing me like I have a pocket full of liver. It's humiliating. <laughs> Hear me wheezing? It's because I have these stupid allergies. The doctor said no running. It's easy for him to say. He doesn't have a pack of slobbering hounds running after him all the time. So what we what we learn is he's running. They instead of saying he can't sweat and has a gland problem, which is interesting because dogs can't sweat. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, totally. Um, he says he has allergies. So when he get over gets overheated, his allergies act up. And um, so he's running from the dogs. Lily, I don't know. He he hides in a tree, and the tree branch breaks, and Lily, um, you know, saves him basically. I would talk. I I think the actor who plays Larry is fine. I think the directing is the main problem here, but I can't exactly call what the actress who plays Lily is doing acting because she just is in front of a camera saying words and most of the time she not even saying them. It's almost all ADR. It's hard to figure this actress out. I don't because consider her Because she just kind of like speaks through her teeth. You yeah. Know? I wish I knew what's up with those dogs. I don't know, Larry. Maybe they smell your beer. 
and she's kind of a choiceless bored girl who wandered in front of a camera i don't think she's bad though i kind of do all right um tell us what you think email us at welcome to deadcast at gmail.com yeah tell us what you thought of this 12 year old girl from the 90s when she acted for 22 minutes important stuff (laughs) so we get to band practice band practice is at a garage is in a garage at an empty house there are a lot of empty houses around here lately there's no christine instead there it's just jared and manny jared's not wearing a hat jared's just kind of like blanket obnoxious manny's like ethnically ambiguous as he should have been, as we thought, as I thought he would be in the book, kind of. And they're they're not getting ready for a battle of the bands. They're getting ready for an audition for a kid's birthday party. Wow, and we've reached a new low. They're especially terrible. Yeah, the and it's terrible. It's like yeah, it's 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 so t- it's so terrible and bad that it kind of pissed me off because you they can't think they actually sound good. <laughs> And in that garage, Manny find well, they talk about that this house is abandoned. The garage was just left as is. And Manny finds the bottle of instant. It's not glass, but it's orange. And um, they decide to all just put it on immediately. Even right Manny. There. Hey, check this out. Instant 10. Gives an instant 10. Hey, cool. I'm going to try some. Me too. Cool. We'll all be bronze gods for the audition. We can say we played a concert in Hawaii. Yes, Manny puts it on, and even Harry Larry, King of the Wimps, is what they call him. And and as they're putting on, Manny goes, oh, wait, it says, caution, do not use after 1991. And instead of Manny pulling the prank about, like, the tissues, wet tissues, Larry does it. Because Larry has white skin. Oh, wow. I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, how can it? He was like, it's just a paper towel. Manny can't have white paper towel skin. That is... That, I didn't think about that. Even Jared's like, we'll be bronze gods. I was like, um, Manny's already a bronze god. I didn't think about that. Use your brain. When you know better, you too better. Oh, wow. Yes. When you know better, you tan better. So, um, they're about to, because of his, like, prank, they're about to attack, like, Manny and Jared about to attack Larry with spray paint. They kind of have spray paint, like, uh, you're gonna get it now, and kind of, like, corner him for some reason. But Larry faints. He just passes out because of his allergies. And it, we cut to him with Dr. Merkin getting a shot in a ridiculously huge syringe. What's a relief to me about the parents in this episode is they they are not cartoon characters like we just had last week on Attack of the Mutants. They're not. Um, but if we're going with this whole dog thing and like these are your kids, the, do- the these parents are shockingly nonchalant about kind of everything that's happening. Mm. Especially, I know I'm getting ahead of my, ourselves here, especially at the- Get ahead of yourself. Especially at the end when it's like revealed it's a dog, they're kind of like, oh, hi, Larry. Like kind of is a dog, like whatever. You know what I mean? Which doesn't make any, that doesn't make any sense really. And I think that's a director thing. I agree too. I was about to say that. I feel like they weren't given much direction. Yeah, or any probably. You're, you're probably right. Yeah. So- um uh you know dr merkin is giving larry his his shot or whatever for his allergies and um you know we cut to later larry's talking to talks to jasper in his room he you know basically being the exposition exposition here just talking to jasper out loud about the instatan and says like 
you know, I wonder if it was the Incitan that made me feel sick or whatever. And he notices hair on his the back of his hand. Yeah, and this hair isn't... It's which, not dark and spiky and black. It's just sort of like... Which kind of which kind of bugged me in the book a little bit. Because I'm like, if, if, if Larry is a blonde kid, why was he growing black spiky hair? Do you know what I mean? As yes. opposed to like blonde hair. So, you know, um, Larry starts freaking out and he has like fuzzy hair. And to me, it just looks like cheaply glued on Halloween store hair. Like blonde, um, but it's like dark blonde. It's like kind of blonde, and it does. And he kind of like runs to the bathroom and like gets a razor, gets like an electric razor, and it's like, uh. And then the parents like kind of crowd around, which happens again later, but like kind of crowd around the bathroom door, like Larry, what's going on there? He's like, can I have some privacy? And like tries. They're to, like, like, that's fine. Can you just hand me my razor? And he's like, uh, yeah, uh, okay. And so like, he, and he, he's like loudly humming. Over he the like sound of the tunelessly razor. hums over shaving his hands. But what's so frustrating me is. You see him shaving the hair off, but the hair doesn't really come off. You can still see the glue underneath. Yeah, it's it's piss poor. Yeah, it's poor and pissful. So the next day, he runs into Lily, and she already says, like, huh, Manny isn't answering his phone. And oh, you know Manny. And the, the people keep saying that in this episode. You know Manny. No, you know Manny. Well, you know Manny. You know Doctor. The thing is, I don't know Manny. What are you talking about? I don't know her. So he says... Have you been growing any hair? And and Lily's response is like, I, Larry, are you growing some unexpected hair? <laughs> hey, Lily, did you notice anything last night? Where you rubbed that instant tan on? I mean, like, uh, involving hair. Hair? What do you mean? I mean hair, you know, like where you don't expect to see it. Are you growing some unexpected hair? No, are you? No, are you? No, I just thought maybe you... I what? Growing hair in weird places. Never mind. Harry Larry. Hair on his head, hair on his mind. Always worried about how he looked. And she, has, and she said, Dale just made a face I've never seen him make in my entire life. <laughs> and Larry goes, Are you? And she goes, Are you? <laughs> Harry Larry. Always carries out his look. <laughs> and he and Larry's like, Yeah, huh? He goes, It was weird. It was totally embarrassing talking to a girl about body, body hair. So they decide, they go straight to Manny's house. And they go into his, and the doors open. They go into his room. Everything's unlike, like unlike the the book. There's still stuff in the house. Yeah, there's kind of furnished, but there's like a realtor man in the closet. In the closet with glasses. It kind of walks out, and he's like, "I'm selling this house." They're like, "Who? Where's Manny? He lives here." They're like, "No one lives here. Nobody's in this house unless you know." And you, you guys can stay in this house if you want to buy it. Lol, it's for sale. <laughs> Fast forward to my least favorite. One of my least favorite scenes in Goosebumps history, which is... Dinner at Lily's house. Now, here's the thing. Again, we kind of do that TV thing where we play it for comedy a little bit, and it just all completely falls flat as far it's as I'm terrible. concerned. terrible. And, okay, so so they, like, sit down to, like, you know, have food or whatever. Like, Lily's parents are just fine. And, you know, um, Larry realizes that he has more dime store glued on felt well, hair Well, Lily's mom says, could you hand me the tuna loaf? And so he goes with his dime store hand to go touch the tuna loaf, and he jerks his hand back. He's like, huh, huh, no. The thing is, also, he's wearing long sleeve shirts. Just, just, just keep, just roll up this, like, have the sleeves down. You know what I mean, dude? Yeah, just pull the sleeve down. And anyway, so he pulls and so, his hand back, and Lily's mom is, Lily's oh, mom is like, oh, is the plate too hot? Let me see your hand. Did you burn your hand? Let me see. His, no, it's fine. And then the dad's eating a giant uh, corn on the cob, and he sees hair on the corn of the cob that must so, have fallen off of larry or something and so, so larry, larry smacks the corn on the cob out of his hand out of his hands goes flying across the room and he goes corn worms they're deadly 
And so then he like, you know, runs upstairs to the bathroom. And he goes, I, uh, where's your bathroom? And they're like, I knew that tone, tuna loaf was and bad. I, and I absolutely hate the scene, but whatever. So he like gets in the bathroom and like, all, then Lily and her mom and her dad kind of like crowd around the, the, the upstairs bathroom. And they're like, Larry, like, hey, what's wrong? What are you I doing? speak? Sure. <laughs> speak. <laughs> I had something to say. Say it. So there's something about this episode that stuck with me, stuck, stuck with me my entire life. And I thought about it ever since I was a kid. It's that tapioca is in this episode. I still, to this day, have never had tapioca, and I'm not sure what tapioca is. But every time I see it or I read it somewhere, I think, like, oh, that's the stuff that Lily had at her parents' house for dessert in the My Harry's Adventure episode. Because Larry's, like, trying to stall in the bathroom, but instead he's like, oh, I'm just going to leave, like, Lily's house and not be embarrassed. So he opens up the window, but all the dogs in town are, like, on the, on the ground barking up at Larry. And Larry's, like, kind of halfway out the window, halfway in. And he yells back to, like, Lily and her parents. He's like, what's for dessert? And they're like, tapioca. With mint ice cream. And so he's like, oh, do I stay and have tapioca? Or do I em embarrass myself? Or do I run away with the dogs? And so... He, like, runs away with the dogs, and the mom, like, yells. They don't know he's jumped out the window. The mom, like, kind of yells after him, like, but there's tapioca! And I was thinking how strange that was. It's odd. So Larry runs home, check, pulls his shirt off, and checks his body for hair. He's like, not on my, not on my chest, not on my back. And then pulls, like, the, up his pant leg, and there's hair, like, thick hair all over his legs. Yeah, that just, just kind of looks like a hairy man's legs, to be completely honest. It really does. And as he's doing that, his parents walk in the room and see him. And he goes, Mom, ugh. So Dr. Merkin shows up and he gives him a shot. And they're like, the dad's like, don't you think it's probably just nerves, Doctor? He has a band audition coming up. And the doctor's like, oh, yes. Uh, bodies can It's amazing what the nervous system can do. And Larry's like, okay. And Larry's like, it's the Instatan. Remember, this whole thing's supposed to be about Instatan. And everybody's like, no, it's not. It has nothing to do with Instatan. So the next day, Larry wakes up, the hair is gone, and as he's walking down the street, he sees a dog, and the dog has a gold coin, two colored eyes, <laughs> but two so different colored it's eyes. It's brown and blue in the TV episode for some reason. But one, I mean, one one eye's brown, the other one is cartoonishly neon purple blue. Yeah, it's- It's, it's really fucking it's stupid. It's and ludicrous. And he's like, Lily? And then we have the same scene where he goes to, like, Lily's parents who are packing up, and they're like, there is no Lily, but it doesn't have the same- like thrill and drama that it does in the book it all falls really flat and is not executed very well yeah the parents just seem kind of absent and sad they're like there's no I, I don't know it's just in the book i thought it was so thrilling so larry runs home screams mom dad lily is a dog <laughs> and the parents are like oh hi larry as they're gardening they don't react at all to yeah larry. and there's like didn't you guys hear me and they're like that's crazy and and like don't even acknowledge him and they're like, don't you have your your audition or whatever? And he realizes he forgot. They have the band audition that day. He runs to the audition, which this is makes, in somebody's garage. This makes no sense. The guy that they're auditioning for is just a man with like his toddler son standing there for some reason. And in the in the abandoned house where they're having the audition, there's a dog that doesn't look anything like Jared. And Larry's like, that dog looks like Jared. And then the toddler baby starts crying to go to the other man, to go into the man's arms because Larry's grown hair all over himself. So Larry like runs home for like quite a while. And then we get a kind of cool shot when he gets back to the house with his face covered in hair and he kind of screams. And it's the same shot that's from the opening credits of the Goosebumps. And then we see another shot cut to black, cut to black. 
we see another shot from the opening credits where it's the dog sitting on that front porch. Yeah, and and he and he, and there's Larry, even a meta moment where he's like, "This looks familiar." Lol. And so he, he kind of gives the explanation. It's a voiceover. It's Larry as a dog, and then Baby Jasper comes on home. And but the whole end to me. To me, the twist happens, there's too much of it. I it happens it, too soon. I, I think it happens too soon, and then we have a lot of time with him as a dog eating and running around. It's all played for schlocky comedy, and it's gimmicky and stupid. Well, uh, I think, it, I like I like how Jasper looks. Jasper looks, the yellow the yellow cat eyes do look creepy. They do look really creepy, and what's really fun is when the baby cries, it's half a cry, half a meow. Oh, I didn't notice that. <laughs> It's kind of cool. Um, one thing I want to point about the whole episode is the ridiculous music that plays the entire yeah, time. Yeah. It's a crazy, wild, sexy guitar, and there's a lot of music in it. Yeah. Like stock guitar-y sort of music. And at the end, it's like, we're happy and everything's cool and we're done. Yeah, I remember thinking this book was dark and weird when reading it, but the TV episode goes like, with wacky and weird. Not quite as wacky as Attack of the Mutant, but still falls flat for me. This is not an episode I'll probably be watching again, but is this is a book that's been one of my favorites so far to read. Oh, that I love hearing that. Yeah, this is So like, you would still give it an A minus. I think I would. I either give it a B plus or an A minus, you know what I mean? If you if I start thinking about it, it slips down to a B plus, but I'm just going to choose to stick it with the A minus. Now, next episode. Woo girl. Next episode, I'm about to reveal a secret. I'm going to reveal a secret about A Night in Terror Tower. Right now? No, I'm going to save it for the episode. Oh, bitch. But I have some news and a secret about Night in Terror Tower that is something I don't think I've ever said before or told anyone out loud. But get, if you guys tune in next time... You're going to hear a secret. It's going to be a doozy of an episode because that Night is... Night in Terror Tower is a scary book. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot scary to Night in Terror Tower. Oh, gosh. Here we go. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, if you guys want to chat with us, please do... Um, my Twitter is dannymac769. It's also my Instagram. My, Tell, say hi. Or check out my Instagram. There's a lot of Goosebumps art on there. Yeah, mine is irobotujane. That's my Twitter. And my Instagram is Matthew underscore Scott underscore Montgomery. And um, if you love what you hear, write us a review on iTunes. We love it. We love hearing from you guys. Or send us an email at welcometodeadcast at gmail.com. I hope you guys had a hair-raising good time listening to us today. And listen to our next episode, Night Terror Tower, if, if you did. Every time I